Hello and welcome to episode number 15 of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide podcast. This episode is going to be all about solitude. Solitude is healthy, but many people struggle with this subject in one of two ways. They could either not be able to get enough solitude or they have too much solitude and they think that that's the problem that they just need to be around people more. So this episode is going to um, kind of talk to both of those sides. I'm going to explain reasons why you should um, think that solitude is a good thing, even if you don't. I mean, I'm going to give some ways that you can change your perspective on that. And then I'm also going to give you some ideas for ways that you can create solitude even when you don't have it or you have problems making it happen for whatever reason. Let's say you have a lot of kids, you live with a lot of people, you're always at work or you're just around people all the time. There's ways that you can create solitude when you need it. And after you listen to this podcast, you will understand a lot of the reasons why I, I mean, I'm not the only one that believes this. Solitude is, is um, proven to be important. It's something that not enough people do. Most people, they just want to um, always be stimulated with outside influences or, um, you know, activities or, you know, they want to be entertained. They want to be around people all the time. And there's many reasons why that's not always good. And on the flip side, like I said, there's also reasons why um, we want to be around people. So there's a balance. There's a balance that we have to find. So in this episode, I'm going to talk um, about both ends of the spectrum when it comes to solitude. And this is a big subject these days because with so many parts of the world on lockdown, um, many people are struggling with loneliness um, because people that live alone, you know, they're probably reaching the point of mental and emotional suffering um, worse than before. But it doesn't really have to be this way because, like I said, I'm, I'm going to tell you why solitude is healthy, how you can embrace it, and come out mentally healthier. So a lot of you might be thinking, sure, solitude is great when you need it and and also when you aren't forced into it, but it only takes a mindset shift to see it from another perspective. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode. So the first point I want to talk about is that humans are a drain on our energy. So let me explain that before. I mean, that sounds bad, but um, if you think about it, dealing with other humans is often just downright stressful. Unless you are an extreme extrovert, you are probably aware that alone time is needed every day or at least every week. And even if you are an extrovert, your energy interacting with others' energy is, it's exactly that, it's energy. Um, we have to adjust our behaviors according to other people. We have to respond and react to them. And we have to deal with the negative behavior that others throw at us. So in order to have a mind of our own, we need time on our own. We need time away from the constant input of others' thoughts, um, of other people's opinions, and of the demands of other people and the world. Having a community is healthy, yes, but 
it's like I said, it's all about balance. Um, everybody's heard the phrase that you're safer in a herd, which is true as far as our physical health goes, but is your soul happier? In order to have good spiritual health, you need a lot of solitude, or at least enough. We need the balance of community and solitude. So this point that humans drain our energy, this varies a lot. Um, you could be surrounded by amazing people that are on your level of energy, um, and they respect boundaries. They also need their alone time. That's great. That's perfect. But there's so many people out there that are, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of, codependent, where they need other people for various reasons. They need to they need to use other people for their benefit. They need to um, just treat other people worse to make themselves feel better. Um, this is a, a pretty common thing. And this is something that happens when you encounter marital problems. Like there's a lot of domestic abuse that stems from this. And so this is why it's very important for you to assess the, the relationships in your life. And I've talked about this a lot where... It's very important for your mental health to avoid toxic relationships because it doesn't take much for, for a relationship to turn toxic and it doesn't take much for some sensitive people to be affected even by one thing. Like somebody can do one thing and it can be enough to drain your energy and, and destroy your mental health. So that's very crucial to at least be aware of how other humans are draining your energy and, and think of it that way. Think of it as energy and think of it as, you know, you've only got so much to give. And this is why self-care is so important because you can only um, give if you have enough for yourself and to give. So make sure that other humans are not draining your energy and be very, um, vigilant about that and assess your situation on a regular basis. So moving on to the next point, you can find yourself through solitude and retreat. This is a subject that I just love. And in a perfect world, I would, I would go on a retreat all the time. Like once a month, I would probably go on a solitude retreat because in a nutshell, the modern world is just not a, not set up for our soul's happiness. Too much of us is demanded from everyone we come in contact with. And to make matters worse, we are expected to act like this doesn't bother us. If you really think about it, interacting with other people, it, it not only sucks our energy dry, but it moves us further and further away from who we are as a person. There are many examples of this, especially obvious in the situation of a breakup, with needing to spend time alone to find yourself again. Um, just think how amazing the word retreat sounds. You know, who wouldn't want some time away from everyone and some time away from the world to just simply be? And this is why retreat centers were made for the purpose of finding yourself again. And um, if you live alone or if you don't have a job, now is probably the best chance you will get to to find yourself again without having to spend a thousand dollars on a retreat um just being home can be a retreat 
um, I think of it as time as being a gift. So if you are, if you're listening to this in the future, um, and this, this is recorded in 2021, where a lot of parts of the country are going back down on lockdown again. So if you find yourself in this situation where you're forced to stay home, you've been given ample amounts of free time. Um, and I know there's many, many negatives to that situation. I'm only bringing light to the fact that you've got time. And it, it's like winning the time lottery. What have you always wanted to do um, that you couldn't do because you were too busy working or you never had the time? If you have time where you're forced to be alone or if you find yourself lonely for other reasons, use that time to find yourself. And that's why I like to um, talk about retreats because and, and, and talking about um, personal development. Because this is one of the reasons why, as a whole, our world is, um, for lack of a better way to say it, we're just not as mentally and spiritually healthy as we could be because people don't know themselves. They have not taken enough time in solitude. And this is especially true when you think of um, relationships. People nowadays, I mean, I've heard of 11 and 12 year olds being in relationships. And to me, that just seems weird because I don't think people should be in relationships until they're at least out of high school um, for the simple fact that you need to focus on yourself to find out who you are, to find out what kind of person you want to be around. And also, this is probably even more important to become independent enough so that you aren't going to get into a relationship just because you need to be with someone. And this is something that most young people, and maybe even this might even stretch into people that are in their 30s and 40s. They just want to be with someone for the sake of being with someone because they don't want to be alone. And this comes from our society telling people that you need to be paired up. This is how, this is what you do. You pair up with someone, you get married, you have kids and you start a family. And that's how that's how happiness comes, you know, but that's not true. People need to be alone to learn themselves, to be uh, independent. And then we would have so many more healthy relationships out there and not codependent relationships. So that kind of comes full circle when it comes to uh, toxic relationships. If you are a whole person, as far as your health goes, you're holistically healthy, you're independent, you're not needy or clingy, you're not going to get into toxic relationships. You're just simply going to want them for the companionship. And you're going to want to share your life with someone for the right reasons. You're not going to need someone to make you feel whole or to make you feel happy. So I think that uh, sums up that point. My next point is solitude is good so that you can hear the um, the quietness in your mind um, so that you can hear your soul. You need to quiet your mind to hear the soul is a better way to put that. Regular times of solitude are essential for your health in all areas, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Being immersed constantly in a busy, chaotic world, it will drain you on all of these levels. There is a reason why monks and other spiritual practitioners study in silence they live in monasteries, they spend time in a cave or a mountain away from society. Living down here amidst the hustle and bustle of everyday life, it just clouds our minds because we are so immersed in it. And this is why 
silence and solitude are so great. Um, they make the way for our soul to emerge. And your soul only speaks in whispers and feelings and intuition. Now, those things are hard to hear. They're hard to comprehend. They're hard to feel unless we really listen. And this is why meditation is so um, helpful for this, because we must quiet the mind, quiet our surroundings, and tune into the void. The void is the only place we are able to hear. Answers to your problems, they might, they might just be under the surface of your mind, but you are unable to hear them because it is taking all of your mental processes to function in everyday life, like bills, co-workers, uh, in-laws, appointments, toxic people, commercials trying to get your money, news trying to get you fearful of the world. It's no, it's no wonder that the whisper of your soul is unable to be heard. And even if it was heard, how do you have time to sort through what it's saying and make any sense of it? This is why solitude is healthy and necessary. Most people will not create this, though, and this is why we need to recognize the gift of solitude and the gift of silence when we get it. Even if you don't live alone, this is something you should try to create for yourself. So here I'm going to give some practical tips and ways that you can find solitude, whether you are living alone or whether you are stuck in a house with someone or many someones. <laughs> so... This next segment here, I'm going to go over some ways to create and enjoy solitude. The first one is to limit your time with technology. Get your news every day and stay in touch, sure, but don't get sucked into Facebook for hours or watching every news channel. This will just leave you mindlessly numb, if not, you know, depressed and angry. Social media is full of fake news and fear-mongering and conspiracy theories, so be sure to get your news from reputable sources and limit your time on social media or cut it out altogether for a day or two just to see how you feel. A lot of people go on these technology fasts, as they're called, and they always, always say that it was amazing. And, and often these people will stop using these things altogether. The next tip is to wake up early or go to bed later than the rest of the people in your household. So being awake at an odd time is soothing to the soul, especially if it's very early in the morning or very late at night. This is a magical time. And if you don't have a schedule, take advantage of these quiet hours. If you do have a schedule, just wake up earlier or go to bed later so that you can have this magical time to yourself. A lot of people have said that over, um, over the centuries, it's kind of been a a thing that people liked to get up in the middle of the night around, you know, between two and 4 a.m. Because this was a magical time as far as, you know, getting in touch with yourself. Um, it's very good for your mental health. Um, so back then they did it because they actually slept in two phases. They would go to bed once, then they'd get up in the middle of the night and, and do some things like journaling or meditation or you know, something that fed their soul and then they would go back to bed. And this changed, of course, in the industrial age when we started working eight hours a day. But back then they knew, they knew that that middle of the night time was important. It was very special time. 
So take advantage of that time if you can somehow. The next tip I have for you is to take an extra long shower or bath. Um, everybody has to do that every day anyway, so just add some time. It doesn't even need to be that much longer, just five or ten minutes extra. Bring some calming music in there. And just take your time and pamper yourself. This might be the only tip on this list that some people can do because everybody's got time to take a shower. Otherwise, well, some people might not, but most people make time for it. But that's one of the things that if you're already doing it, what's another couple minutes? That might be the only way that you can make this happen. And here's another good tip too. This one might work for everybody, no matter how busy you are, is to go for a walk every day preferably by yourself. It's very healthy to breathe deeply, especially when you're outside and you're taking in the scenery. Um, and, and it's also helpful to not listen to music when you go for a walk in nature. Just enjoy the sounds of nature. Um, unless you live in a, a large, noisy city. In that case, listening to an audiobook or a calming meditation would work. But if you can help it, walk in nature walk in a park um, because this uh, this immersion in nature is extremely healthy for your body, mind, and your soul. This is actually called forest bathing, but if you, of course, it doesn't have to be a forest. It can just be a, a local park. So just get out there for five minutes into nature if you can. The next tip is to don't listen to anything in your car while you're driving to work or other places. Give your mind some time to stretch. Not only will it make you a more attentive driver, but it will calm you and ease your mind from any pressure or stress. Of course, now you might be thinking, well, if I'm not listening to something, I'm probably going to be thinking about my problems. And that's where you just have to discipline yourself to pay attention to things. Use the five senses technique that I talk about a lot. Um, this technique is where you observe everything that you can see, you observe everything you can hear, everything that you can smell, everything that you taste, and everything you feel. This is an amazing exercise you can do anytime, any place, and it will help ground you and bring you into the present moment. And that way, this is something great you can do while you're driving in your car. And then you're not going to have your mind on your problems. The next tip is to make a private space for yourself in a room nobody goes into. Or if you have to, use your closet if it's big enough. Closets are extra quiet, and they got all that padding, they're secluded, and they make a perfect place to meditate or read a book. I had a closet in one of the houses I used to live in. It was a walk-in closet, and there was a window in there, so I had sunlight, and there was a door. So I would go in there, I padded up the, the ground so I could sit comfortably. It was amazing. I missed that closet. <laughs> so that's that's a tip for you if you have a closet. The next tip here is to start a spiritual book study practice. Pretend that you are a monk in a monastery that, you know, only you're allowed to study whenever you want. Um, there are countless spiritual texts out there and you know you won't have time to read them um, all, but take one and just start a study practice with this book. Grab yourself a journal and Take the parts of the book that make sense to you and contemplate them and write about them. This is a great way to get, um, uh, you know, just to improve your mental and emotional and your spiritual health 
but also you're giving yourself some much needed solitude. Here's the next tip. When eating a meal, chew slowly, sit in silence, and look out the window. Or even better yet, eat outside if you are able to, because this will have amazing benefits on your digestion. This is something that Ayurveda talks about a lot. When you eat in a stress-free environment that's quiet, your body will actually assimilate your food better. So if you find that you have digestive problems, this is an amazing tip for physical health as well as mental and spiritual health as well. Eat your meals slowly and in silence in a stress-free, quiet environment. Now, I know this isn't possible if you work and you know your break room at work might be just full of bright lights and loud people and oh i've been there it's horrible i usually go find a place where i can be alone and that's better all right the next one on this list is to start a journal of course i'm going to talk about journaling every chance i get and of course in this situation it's perfect because daily journaling is one of the healthiest things that you can do for your mind and your soul and it's a great way to utilize your solitude. A gratitude journal is a nice place to start if you're a beginner or simply do a brain dump and get your thoughts out onto paper. This is so therapeutic. I just, I cannot re recommend this too much because it's one of the best things you can do for your overall health in all ways. All right, I, I have one more tip for you and this is to go on a fast. This is um, abstaining from food for as little as 16 hours. This can do wonders for your mind and your body. Um, going longer will give you more benefits, but 16 hours is a great frame to start with. Um, so, and how does this tie into solitude? Well, because when you go on a fast, this helps your mental um, acuity. This will help you be able to um, tolerate when you're not in solitude. And also, if you're stuck at home every day being on lockdown, this is a perfect time to experiment with fasting. Um, so if you if you want to learn about fasting, I've got a blog, a blog post about it. But what I really wanted to talk about in this section was how, like I said, this is a good time. Utilize your time alone if you are under lockdown or if you are if you just are, you know, if you're lonely, this will solve a lot of those problems because when you're fasting, you're focusing on your body, your mind is going to become more clear, which is going to take away the negative aspects of being lonely. So your health is going to benefit and your mind is going to benefit. So that's it. Those are my 10 suggestions for Free, mostly free ways that you can enjoy being home and, and nurture your soul. And you'll even save money, especially if you're fasting during this time. And if you're reading some books that you already have, you know, there's even some books that you can get for free. Um, I I like to Google, or not Google, I like to go on YouTube and search for audiobooks. And that way, you know, you can listen to them while you're doing other things and it's just amazing. It's it's a it's a free way to read books. So, no matter what your situation is, you can benefit from a healthy dose of solitude in your life. So, if you're not working right now or if you live alone, cherish this gift of time in solitude. And if you are working and living with others, you can ease the stress of 
the, the modern world and all the problems that continue to bombard us by following these suggestions, by creating more solitude in your life. And this is also a great time to work on finding your life purpose. And that's kind of a, a byproduct of alone time is, you know, contemplating life and contemplating your place in life, why you are here, what meaning do you want to give to life? So if you have not yet found your life purpose or you're not living your life purpose, that's something I talk about a lot too, because people have, um, or I should say studies have proven that finding and living your life purpose will help um, there, it, you become healthier, healthier and happier. Who doesn't want to be healthier and happier, right? So find your life purpose. If you are, if you find yourself with a lot of free time and you're alone more than you wish to be, this is the perfect time to dive into you, discover who you are, find your life purpose and become the best version of yourself that you can be. Don't let solitude drag you down and embrace it. So that is the end of this episode. And I would like to thank you so much for listening. And uh, I hope to have you on board for the next episode.